0: Let's do an in-the-room clap. One, two, three. Oh, oh that was like, right at the same time. Sharp. If it had not hit, I was like, it takes us a bunch of claps. <laughs> yes. Um. Welcome, welcome to the, to the kitchen version of, of Urgy. Um, I'm Jacob Zimmer.
1: I'm Vicky Storage. And,
0: and we're sitting in Vicky's kitchen. Quite yeah. literally. And there's a horn just outside of the kitchen.
1: We, it waited until we were recording it did. to make its presence known. Um, but it's a party, kitchen party.
0: It's a kitchen party. So, uh, so we, 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 the Canada Council has released some information and and given that that the last time we we talked about the new funding model, I think it was one of the more listened to and and shared version. And I think it's a potentially useful thing because I certainly get a lot of questions about it, and I have questions about it. <laughs> people people do ask me as if as if I might know something on the inside, and I'm like, no, I'm just trying to read what they release and think about what those words might mean.
1: Yeah, and I think you know, this is the thing, it's anytime there's a major change in a structure, it's interesting to me, and so I think that's why, that's, and uh, and yeah, there's something about the interpretation of, of shifts in structure that, uh, you know, as dramaturgs, we were uniquely obsessed with. So, yeah, and and that
0: and t- to look at a document and and read it for like all of its meanings is yeah. also a potentially dramaturgical. We were talking uh, before we started that that you and we'll get to this, but that yes, even looking up words in the dictionary sometimes helpful just to remember what those words like, might mean.
1: What what is what are we exactly trying to say here? It's funny to me. I mean, the timing of this too is the timing of this release is. It's fascinating because it's like it's like a it's like a back to school, it's like a brand new pencil case or something like that yeah. that Simon Bro has given us.
0: Yeah, no, uh, to name. go back to here's school. Your with, here's your binder. your
1: new binder. Take a look through.
0: It, it doesn't have one of those velcro closer thing. I was that was a big thing. No,
1: well, that's one thing we can pass along. We, we, <laughs> we would like
0: more sort of eighties era note totes. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> document.
1: Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it does remind me that summer is over.
0: <laughs> right. like but, but in an interesting way. They released yeah. it before the summer. Like here, beach reading.
1: Yeah. Beach for reading.
0: late August.
1: <laughs> late August. <laughs> while,
0: while all the, the officers are all going to go on vacation, so you can't harass us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here they are. Yeah. Read them, have a few weeks with them. Before you can call us and harass us.
1: Well, but that's a that's a good idea too. It, it, again, it's, it's I'm just saying, design. it's not. It's, it's very not good design. Once again, I'm kind of like I appreciate I appreciate the way this has rolled out. Yeah. Um, as frustrating as it has been for some people, I appreciate the fact that it's like here's some information. Think about it, and then come up with what your questions are. Yeah. And uh, because anytime you can take a bit of time and come up with like actually articulate your questions, your questions are just going to be better
0: yes um and i think that's that's, my opinion and i think even what we're getting at today at best will be sort of the better questions that we have about these but on a design factor i also wanted to give props to the canada council for like the actual just graphic and information design Mm -hmm. um of the material i think it's uh it's a lot of work to try to figure out how to how to no, no, architect or dramaturg, the kind of information that they're pulling out, and they've done a a very good job I think of you know doing things that in the past I've noticed councils have a hard time with graphically, like limiting the amount of words on a page yep um being very clear and minimal uh, and
1: more words are not necessarily more clear
0: no. They're really not. The, and the so. Clarity
1: doesn't necessarily come with more words, and so yeah. And I feel like it, it, it is quite, it is quite clear, and it's quite um, sharp. And I feel like I get the information I need to form a question, or at least know whether this feels like it's for me or not. Yeah. For the most part, I mean, with a, with a few, you know, it, it, it proposes interesting questions as opposed to I don't, I can't quite tell what all this means.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's certainly not I can't I mean I think people it's this is a bit of a damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Like people are like, it's not specific enough and then if you wrote the specifics, then that would actually not only be you no know, clearer, uh, but it would also handcuff juries and applicants, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, this is very clear about who can and can't apply. There's no wiggle room and I do feel like one of the things in the six, you know, only six categories and only, you know, this, we're not going to invent new projects. We're not going to invent new deadlines and programs every time there's a new idea. Uh, which, which, as I think we said on the last one, uh, and that last one we'll put in show notes for this too, uh, but the last one I talked about, like, you need to be vague if things are going to be open. Like, there's a certain mm-hmm. amount of vagueness that's required if, if it's actually going to be flexible. So we, we thought we might uh, do this by going through and sort of talking about maybe primarily, we'll see on time as well, the first, the two sort of big categories, uh, the explore and create and the, uh, what's it called here, engage and sustain um, with with some sidetracks to the arts abroad, arts across Canada, and, and a little bit of thoughts on on... The indigenous program uh, which neither of us are qualified to talk about or, or know if it's reflective of what's necessary so we won't speak too much to that. I think the only thing I'm going to say off the top is that I wish micro grants were available to anyone like I think small small project grants are very useful uh, potentially and, and it, that exists inside uh, that programming and not inside the the explore and create programming and so if it works well inside the indigenous programming then i would love to see it move into the other ones that's the only thing i have to say about that um yeah yeah so so explore and create um is the is the first category and and all of these, you can find these, you know, well-designed PDFs, and they're what we're working off. You can find all of that at canadacouncil.ca. Uh, they're, and again, good job on these sort of easy-to-download things that tell me the information.
1: Yeah, in, like, in like five pages as opposed to 25 pages.
0: Yeah, for one program, you know. Yeah. And so that's... That's that's exciting. I mean, what we don't have yet, or what budgets will look like, or what the forms will online forms will look like. And I have various thoughts about online forms and stuff. But
1: that's true. I mean, what I what I appreciate. Okay, so I'm not again. I haven't seen them either. But if 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 the explanation stuff is this clean, I would like to think that they're striving for that level of just simplicity and clarity and everything. Yeah. So here's hoping. And here's hoping
0: also that the graphic design readability features that I feel like they've done a good job of in on the uh, fairly good on the website Um, and then inside these programs I also really hope that that carries over into the online application system since a lot of or the one online system that I have to deal with at the Toronto Arts Council is like very small print very hard to read very unhelpful in terms of and, and the go the the Canada Council for Individuals has a little bit of this problem, too, of you don't know what the last question is at the start.
1: Oh And so there's
0: stuff of, like, oh, you don't have the documents prepared. Like, I've been making... I've been cutting it... I've been going through the whole sequence and taking all the questions and then posting them into Google Docs and then posting those Google Docs publicly, because I'm like, here's the full application that is nowhere visible unless you click all the next buttons. You know
1: what's funny? Okay, so... The AFA has switched. The Alberta Foundation for the Arts has switched to an online system, and um, I appreciate them switching to an online system. Mm-hmm. What's funny is is that it's um, potentially so counterintuitive as a system that they have that before you send something in, they send a giant PDF sort of file of a picture of each page and what you're actually supposed to click on for each grant. So they have to explain it before you even start. In photos of the actual website, so with with all due respect to the AFA and their great work towards um, making it uh, online, um, <clears throat> if it's uh, if it's so user unfriendly a system that you have to explain it in PDFs before um, anyone even logs onto it, uh, I hope that they're working towards um, a more uh, efficient system. Yeah, and uh, uh, yes. Here's hoping the Canada Council is as well.
0: Yeah, and it just and it is to say that user experience matters, right? And mm-hmm. and information architecture matters. And I think a lot of these programs get done. I mean, one governments have a very hard time making websites. Just ask the Americans and their health websites, right? That yeah. it's it's hard for gov- and it's hard for governments to say like, oh no, we're going to spend an extra. Thirty grand to make a decent-looking style sheet so that it's readable, and if and we're going to bring in user testers and respond to that, you know that that might seem like a thing they can't do, but I really wish they would do it more because user experience. Matt, it's a, the I mean, it's the a probably apocryphal story of BlackBerry and the iPhone, right? Like, I mean, it's especially. Like, oh, it's just it. Oh, it it just looks nicer and is easier to use. It doesn't have all the functionality," said the CEO of BlackBerry.
1: Yeah, just and- to, just to take us further down this tangent <laughs> before we come back to explore and create. I, I also, what's interesting to me is with uh, with so much um, uh, again the the lead, the leadership of like leading the way is really <laughs> important. Yeah. and I feel like if we're shifting towards being more concerned about um, uh, uh, digital mm-hmm. or new media and mm-hmm. that kind of thing and the incorporation of that into our into you know the way we build and disseminate our work um, that if the councils are asking for that um, I would like them to lead the way in terms of showing us what they mean yeah. <laughs> um, and what's funny is uh, I had an experience there was a um, I don't know did you fill out the form the the Canada Council's thing about digital. Was it, was the council or Heritage? I can't remember. Was Heritage Heritage sent out a thing about digital in the arts? They sent out this um, uh, survey. And um, of course, everyone was very much encouraged to fill it out. And that was great. I think at the top of it, I can't remember, someone might be able to remind me, but I feel like it said this should take you 15 minutes or half an hour or something like that. And then, like, three questions in, it had taken me 45 minutes. And, again, I didn't know that I was supposed to be looking up numbers out of my budget in advance. Like, or maybe I missed that. Maybe I just wasn't wasn't bright enough or whatever. I didn't, I missed that part. So, the fact that, again, I was like, this is very long. Um, it's, uh, it, it requires, uh, like, experiential items and... Um, you know, like like talking about experience, like my experience, like our experience as art makers and as an organization. And it requires um, me to look up a bunch of numbers. It requires me to, you know, also to know as the person filling it out all of the different types of things. You know, it's interesting. I wonder. I would really be curious about in most organizations who actually filled that out. Yeah. Because the art, the artistic side of the organization. You know, I, again, I don't know how many artistic associates or artistic directors would even fully be able to um, embrace the many different words that were used to describe something that could be used in the technical creation of the work, mm-hmm. A- and also, but and and if uh, an administrator was filling it out, all the stuff about whether what we're using in what we were using in te- in our technical theater field. Um, or potentially using or interested in using that's a very difficult question to answer so um I, let's just say fifteen minutes wasn't enough right. um, and <laughs> it would have been enough if I would have prepped the whole thing in advance, mm-hmm. but again, I was like this is this is funny um that i it took me, and at least you were able to save the thing yeah. <laughs> and come back to it later <laughs> um, but i, I so I appreciated that, but it was really fascinating to me so again I'm just I'm just really if if there's a if there's a desire for us to do more online and do more digitally from the councils I really want them to lead the way
0: yeah yeah and that, that is that's user experience stuff that's you know that's sending here download a PDF of the questions that you can quickly scan ahead of time um, yeah those various trees of of surveys that you then are like, oh, I didn't mean to answer that. I'm interested in all 10 of these things. If it then means I'm going to answer the same set of questions for each of those 10 things, which I don't think that project was, but no. And I think you are the other thing that's in that question. And again, we're into the tangents already, but is, is that it's mostly going to be people who have full-time jobs that will take the 45 minutes to two hours to do that survey, right? That the that the freelancer who uses digital and is sitting in a cafe gets that email and is like, oh, yeah, I care about this because I'm actually doing it all, right? I, I only work in distributed teams and I only do things digitally. I'm really into this. And then I look at that and I'm like, oh, you want three hours of unpaid labor from me in my already precarious employment? Like that, that shift, I think, means that people... You know i think it's it's a thing and it is it's certainly a danger of any organization of any size but is that when you're working with freelancers you assume that they have the same sort of work structures that the office that you work in does right so it's like well you'll just go on the network and see what the, the budget is and it's like well maybe like <laughs> but there's there's an assumption that it's very easy i mean this is this is a thing any any designers have to stress out about but is that you assume that people work the same way you do yeah right you design oh i would like this this way and it's like well who else would you like to answer those questions and and how do you think about those things Mm -hmm. but that's that's the design thinking conversation will have you can have a different time or i've had before
1: yeah i mean and i'm i'm curious to see uh, yeah i'm curious when it all when it all comes out like in december when we can start to register for these with the Canada Council Mm -hmm. um, online. Uh, I'm curious about what that experience is going to be like. Um, And to clarify, so so in
0: case this is the first thing that people are like, I'm not going to read any of the things. I'm just going to listen to two people talk about them. Uh, There will be an online registration program where, where as an organization, or I would assume also as an individual artist, you sign up for some kind of an account. And that account asks you to identify in various ways we don't quite know yet mm-hmm. um, how we will be asked to identify uh, but that we will register in their portal and then
1: and that that will um, hopefully uh, help make it clear what you know uh, w- once you answer the questions what matches you make for um, grant possibilities mm-hmm. which is you know you know it's it's a it's a it's a grant match dating profile basically. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which you know, as with online dating, people have a range of experiences.
1: Yes. So we'll see. Positive, we'll negative.
0: Um, so the the. Do
1: I make my budget a little thinner? Do I make, do, do I make, make it,
0: little it a little, little? Do I post you know... pictures of it with a dog? Yeah. Or a child? Yeah. <laughs> what's What's your budget size? <laughs> Voluptuous. Voluptuous. Uh, yeah. Here's a Here's a picture of me with a sleeping tiger. Does that mean I get a grant? <laughs>
1: Do you have you? Okay, never mind. <laughs>
0: We're just about to go down. Yeah, a, I was just about. A, yeah, never a, mind. A online dating. I don't think. know if
1: that does that work for people. Uh, let me know are, at are. on Twitter at Vicky Storch. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, oh dear. Luckily, luckily,
0: our <laughs> listeners are kind. Yes. Um, so, so the explore and create is is the section that I sort of assume I will spend most of my life in. Mm-hmm. Um, other than the,
1: congratulations.
0: <laughs> thanks. Well, who knows though, whether that's congratulations, uh, but it's certainly the one that I attend most to. Other than, I mean, I, the touring and and travel stuff is right. obviously things that I, I take advantage of in the past. But the explore and create is really is probably where it is, and and so that difference. One of the things to say early on this that we didn't talk about pre was that. There nowhere in this document. Um, I've been working for sixty minutes. Uh, cut that out. Uh, nowhere in this document does it say the word emerging, or mid-career, or established. Like those mm-hmm. those terms have disappeared, and that that I feel like is a good thing. These these seem to have more verb-based. Like what are you doing? Yeah. Instead of who are you? Yeah. Um, so that I might be exploring and creating sometimes, and then sometimes I might be engaging and sustaining, um, and that those aren't necessarily different, Um, that I can be the same person doing that. So I appreciate that.
1: Yeah, and there's a perception. I don't know if it... I mean, perception... uh, And, you know, I'm sure someone can tell me if it's... I'm sure someone has actually probably looked into this. But the perception that um, there are... Uh, grants that are only, that seem to be only available for emerging artists, mm-hmm. and what happens to those of us that are or, or mid career or want to actually do something? In a, you know, just because you're a senior career artist doesn't mean you have a lot of money, as I think we, as I think many of us know. No, Lord but but, to, but but that's something that um, it it allows it allows for a, a level of openness um, to yeah to focus on the work or the exploration <laughs> mm-hmm. which and that's another thing too the assumption that the assumption that people don't that ex- exploration is something that only happens for young artists
0: yeah yeah exactly yeah, I find and that and then so you comforting. grow out of you grow out of your exploratory phase. Yeah, you just um, have to
1: you just have to sustain after a while. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that that's that's the arc, and I don't think that people's experience. Right, I think there are some young people who really want to engage and sustain, mm-hmm. um, and there are yeah artists of of great experience who want to explore and create. And so it used to also be that if you could ask for more money, depending a bit on those categories, in mm-hmm. different in different juries especially. That was less true, I think, in theater than it was in visual arts, say, where each step involved how large of an amount of money you can you can ask for. So that seems to, all across the board, to say that the, the money seems to have gone up in all the categories.
1: With um, the exception of professional development. Yeah, it,
0: we, uh, we think. for artists. This, for artists, this, yeah. This, yeah. And so this one is one that there's some questions. So that used to be used to be able to apply for professional development as a project, as an artist project, and right. those grants were up to uh, $20,000. Um, and now these professional development for artists, so this is specialized training internship workshops, uh, are now up to 10000
1: the And the thing that's different is that there's also something that's for creation and research now. Yeah. Which, <clears throat> you know... <laughs> I, and then what's interesting for me is upon realizing that the professional development, um, the budget had sort of gone down for that, but that research and creation, which was a sort of new way of thinking about what you could do, what you could go off and do, mm-hmm. um, that isn't necessarily about going and taking a workshop, or isn't necessarily about. So, I, what I appreciate about that is I think, at least it's my experience, that, and maybe it isn't like this across the country, but certainly in Calgary. Both our, our local and provincial government have options for that. For professional
0: development. For professional
1: development, development um, for supporting those opportunities. Um, <clears throat> not so much with research or creation. Mm. Um, if you're not, you know, if you're, go- if you're not going, uh, if you're going somewhere to take a class, uh, it, it, and again, one of the things I, I, I feel like it's more respectful of the artist. Mm. Um, Because I I also appreciate that, you know, people got to make a living, you know, running workshops. Um, But I also feel like, why do we have to prove that someone knows something better than us? And then we have to go to them and learn it and then bring it back to our practice? As opposed to feeling like there's something we have to um, explore, right? right? Or create um, that... uh, that may not involve or may have maybe, maybe a result of taking a bunch of workshops. Yeah. But at a certain point you take a bunch of workshops and then you apply it to something. And there wasn't, there's not as much for that phase. And this to me has a, it respects that the, that there's, there may be a question that needs answering Mm -hmm. or there may be a question that needs exploring anyway. Um, and, that it's not about going and find an expert who knows
0: right
1: it's yeah. about working with other people to explore something and that to me shows a great deal of respect for the artists yeah and groups that might apply for this that it's like no you, you may know what you need to do mm-hmm. and you may not need some sort of outside expert yeah so go go yeah. do it um Go do it and create something, as opposed to um, gather information.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and the researching creation, I mean, is is a bump up from from what theater used to be able to get, certainly, uh, in in sort of stage one. If you were doing a project grant, uh, and also that your that my project grant would be up against that was research focused would be up against production grants. Um, and one of the things I've noticed Mm -hmm. being in juries and I think as a result in results that I've gotten is that despite it probably not being what was supposed to be happening, juries are time sensitive. Mm -hmm. So when you have a project that's like, this is two years out and I'm just thinking about it. And you have a project that is like, this goes up in Maine. If we don't have this money, everyone's unemployed and it's train wreck. Uh, and those score roughly equally, right if right. those are within the margin of error of each other, I think juries tend to lean towards production and lean towards oh they'll be that other group will be able to go back to a different deadline later
1: right, there's a sense of urgency
0: and so and that's and that's really of course problematic because oh airplanes it's like we're in Toronto uh <laughs> yesterday um those yeah that makes it pretty hard for planning so maybe in having research and creation so that those components are all being evaluated against each other then then potentially that time sensitivity and that time pressure between the production and the research work won't be there yeah another interesting thing this is is, uh, you know apply any time before starting the project right so up to $25,000 per year to a maximum of $50,000 over two years. And you can apply any time before starting the project. And that's... And apply once a year. Which I, it makes the maximum of $50,000 a little redundant, but... But still. But still. Um, and that, that I think, is the apply any time. There, there seems like they've, they've talked about having three meetings over the course of the year that there will be three sort of places at which those are evaluated but the grants are uh can be sent in at any time as uh as somebody who is perhaps pathologically deadline driven um i i both fully endorse this idea because i i get why it's needed um i get the rushing of projects because of a grant deadline or the Holding of projects because of a grant deadline, uh, but I also it's very useful. September fifteenth, nine p.m. at the post office is a, like or your project fails um, is a motivator that I use. <laughs> whether or not whether or not whether or not my best self need should need a a deadline that harsh uh, is you know a long series of conversations that i pay by the week for but it's true and so it's i it's, that's a thing for me to watch in myself and notice in these is that without the structure of a clear deadline <laughs> um do i how do i interact or do i still use you know do we do i still decide that like i'm just gonna submit it on the two days after the odyssey grant you know like I'll yeah, I mean the, that. That might end writing. up. That might
1: end up being the driver. Is the other the other grant cycles? I yeah. mean, um, <clears throat> the the other op, the other um, people you'll have to apply to, or people, juries, yeah. you know, councils. But you know. Well, you know, Jacob, if you need my help uh, to be a, a heavy, who's like, heavy? did you get that done yet? Uh, no um, just let me know.
0: Uh, yeah, I think that's interesting about that. It might be the other drivers, which I wonder if that answers a Canada Council. I bet they've been getting, your program should either be more aligned or less aligned with my funders. And so that being impossible, probably across the yeah. country, because you can't, that means you need the AFA and the OAC.
1: Um, yeah, that means here, there's, there's way more people to have to agree to that. To,
0: to yeah. line those deadlines up, unless the Canada Council says, actually, we don't care UBC people, if your deadline is September 10th and not 15th, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I wonder if that was was part of the thinking, um, but I f- certainly knew that they heard and fed back. They sort of, we don't want, we don't, we don't like this two deadlines a year or some. And and theater had two. I mean, dance for a long time only had one deadline. Really? Yeah. There were, there were project deadlines that were yearly and that was wow a, a significant problem uh, yeah, in theatre I mean all the other artistic fields think that theatre is spoiled, the 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 council went, and all the other jurors because our, our, our stuff costs so much uh, and there's so many of them and we, we like organising things so much that we're really proactive uh, but but yeah, so we had two deadlines a year. Some people only had one, so this is a certainly better thing than this. Um, assessment might be. Oh yeah. um, assessment is a uh, a thing for that. That it seems to be in the same sequence of, arti- and this goes for all of them. I think artistic merit still. Ranks and they've they've set assessment criteria criteria in order of importance. I'm trying to be very clear, but like yes, this is in the sequence.
1: And thank God, artistic merit is first.
0: And thank God, for artistic merit is first. Uh, <laughs> so artistic quality of work, rationale for the project, and potential artistic outcomes. And then for for exploring, create, and for this research, one the impact is. Uh, on, on me or my group, the use of the second one little odd writing note. I find that the use of the small, the, the, there's a lot of second person in these documents that that I think is, I understand. And then also notice in a, in some other way. Um, so that's not quite understanding. Uh, so yeah, so the potential of the project contribute to the artistic development and to the artistic practice, uh, both of which I think are 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 positive, and then and then feasibility is still getting used here, um, mm-hmm. and that's you know the capacity to undertake the project. Um,
1: but for projects that for projects feasibility when you're talking about a project feasibility makes sense. When you're talking about an organization or a core, right. then we'll resiliency yeah. works. But it, it's the interesting thing for me is the feasibility, your capacity and experience to undertake the project. This is where it's interesting where uh, and I'd be curious in the jury process how emerging artists fare here, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. or emerging companies, yeah. because it's you know the, the, that's not to say that their capacity or experience isn't plausible. No. But I am. But that is an interesting thing. Mm. You know, how do you judge someone's capacity except by looking at whether or not other projects happened? Yeah. So, and so I'd be curious if you're if you're undertaking a project for the first time or you're undertaking a project for the first time together, how that plays out. And also um, the including the ability to provide adequate working conditions, mm-hmm. which I think is interesting. Has that always been in there?
0: I don't think so. There used to be theater stuff about, like, how many equity actors are you employing. Right. Like, there used to be things where it felt like being inside, you know, a clear agreement... With your labor or whatever was was pushed, and I think they, they at least in theater probably got some pushback about that uh, from people who don't work inside those structures and don't don't think that that's the best, you know that mm-hmm. that people's uh, that that status doesn't matter. So I think it's an interesting note that ability to provide adequate working conditions uh, because it's both vague and and still says and there's a bunch of places throughout these documents that I should be mentioned say like your your how you are treating artists and how people are being paid matters
1: yeah i mean and i i find it when i'm on juries and i'm looking at people's budgets if if everyone is getting paid about the same rate except for one member of the team or something like that it's it's interesting or even when you look at like a week when they when they say I'm paying them this much for a week. And I'm like, what does a week even mean? Mm-hmm. Do you mean a week of twelve-hour days? Yeah. Or Do you mean a week of three-hour days yeah. with writing time in between? So you really have to like. I think adequate working conditions considers not only the financial aspect, but also like uh, I, I when I read that, I think, oh, do I? You know, is there is there a space? Is there what kind of timeline? You have to consider timeline. And that's something that I kind of appreciate.
0: Yeah, and I think there are lots of different, potentially lots of different ways for adequate working conditions to look. I mean, I certainly work with my collaborators on a part-time basis that is about flexibility, including flexibility for them, right? Mm-hmm. For their because I'm not able to pay a full week, you know, I'm paying hourly above above industry rates, but not weekly um, and so my response to that being adequate is that I have to be flexible to people's other work and to their you know to the auditions that I have to be flexible to uh, when child care falls through and we get to have a four year old hanging around in the room mm-hmm. um, which I'm generally in favor of anyways that that's what adequate working conditions mean it doesn't It doesn't mean we have a locked-in agreement about how hard we can exploit people, right? Like, because I don't actually think that the equity available at, like, six days a week, eight hours a day, is not actually adequate working conditions to make art. Like, it is. It's too much. You're working too much um, to make the work. Uh, That's probably not going to be picked up by a standard jury, but I, I, I look at those conditions and I don't consider them reasonable for, especially for creation and research.
1: Yeah, definitely not for exploring and creating Um, (laughs) because it's, I mean, in, in some ways, you know, in some cases, a, a sense of, um, in a production atmosphere when, but even then sometimes, I mean, it, it's a lot. and 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 there's a you know now you can propose different you can at least propose different ways of working if you want to equity I think so that's great but however it it doesn't the rest of the structures are not set up that way right so in this
0: case that's great um we can move on I think that your capacity question is one that I have a very hard time with or think about a lot um because I think it does mean that there's a potential that like, Oh, if you are new to this or you're trying something different that a jury could look and say, Oh, they haven't done this before, or they don't have enough staff currently to do this. Um, I, you know, with, I certainly hit this a lot with smaller and shoe, which is a project company. So sometimes we've got lots of people and sometimes we don't have any. Uh, and I think there are, we've applied for larger grants and, and, been, oh, we don't know if you have the capacity. And and I think that's partially... Uh, and you're never going to get it. And, we're never, if and you're, you're never, never going to be
1: allowed to try. <laughs> yeah.
0: And it's also a notion of capacity as, as assuming that it's all in-house, right? Which is a way of working that as we go on, I mean, even this, we can talk about because I think the that notion that all of my work is going to be in-house and therefore if my organization already has the capacity I'm able to do it versus I don't have, I don't need a bookkeeper and a production manager on full-time staff, but I have very good connections with very, very talented people. And so if we have the money, if this project is a go, we can, yeah. we can work that.
1: Yeah. It is interesting to sort of contemplate what that means in yeah. this.
0: So that will be a theme to track. Yeah. Um, and so now, now that we've we've created and researched, <laughs> move on to the next component, uh, concept to realization. Um, and and artists, groups, and organizations can all apply to this. Uh, sorry, research and creation was also artists, groups, and organizations. Uh, so my assumption about that, that is individual, non, uh, not registered groups I think mm-hmm. groups is code for not registered charities or not for profits and then organizations being code for registered yeah. groups or not for profits um, so concept of realization feels like uh, it needs to have a a presentation publication, exhibition or digital production ready for dissemination at the end of it uh, and, and so that, that, you know, I think yeah, the Ontario Arts Council, their project grants for theatre talk about phases. Right. Like phase 1, Phase 2, Phase 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, phase 1 being something that doesn't have a public performance. Phase 2 being something that has, like, a workshop beat. There has to be something, right. but it doesn't necessarily have to be the public. And then Phase 3 is a public. So this seems to hit that sort of Phase 2 and Phase 3 stuff that that it needs to have some kind of dissemination connected mm-hmm. these are way bigger than they used to be five times bigger than theater was mm-hmm. so project requests up to 100,000 um, that's yeah that's five times bigger than the old grants now I have no idea you know what I think we'll we'll see is how is that playing out
1: Yeah. I'm really curious about, I'm curious about this and happy about this being added to Canada Council because I don't, (coughs) Um, I don't, I I mean, I guess I don't know too much about other, uh, other provinces, but I I feel like from, at least in Alberta, I'm not aware that the, you know, we're more on realization than concept. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like, this is an this is an interesting opportunity, yeah. And that I'm glad that it's supported to such a high level because you often spend a, you should be spending a bit more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like if it's if this is R and D work, um, you know, it's like you should be doing you you know you sometimes have to put a lot more in mm-hmm. in advance of the realization of it, um, so that it's supporting something early on. And I know so many artists um, and even and groups who need the help in Phase 1 and Phase 2 to get it to the point where either they can do it themselves or other people are going to jump in and help them. I mean, <clears throat> at ATP, we, we have many times taken on projects that were in their concept phase and spent a few years with them. But, if you know, that's not, that's not always common. So um, that somebody has to move something a bit along, not just for themselves, but for further dissemination, is um, important. And so I think that's, this is great.
0: Yeah, and I think as, as, I mean, ATP being an interesting exception over the years, but yeah, as there's been a move to this sort of festival industrial complex that Invites art, artist groups artist run groups to make shows show them at a small festival and have those shows be picked up right by a larger company also does mean that the that that concept to realization part is being downloaded onto the artists right yeah. that the that there's not investment in early stage work uh, as much anymore I don't think
1: mm-hmm. um, Or that, you know, the investment is when you're done, I'll give you a fee. I'll give you a a presentation fee and hopefully other people get it. But it's, it, it doesn't, it's, yeah, it, it, that's, um, and if it doesn't work out well. well, Well, then that's
0: on you. Yeah. Um, you should have, you should have been a better artist. Uh, uh, the other, the other thing I think in the concept of realization, and these are, uh, details to be announced still uh, as they roll things out in this in this manner but the composite requests i'm quite interested in those so those are the multi-year project mm-hmm. i think would be another another way to talk about it and and concept to realization is a multi-year is will be available for a multi-year composite request mm-hmm. of up to 100k a year to a maximum of three years. Uh, that will have one deadline. Here. Which. Which is good. I mean. I, Small Word and Shoe. Again. Just you know. Reading this through my own filter. As, as a company that develops. A show or an idea. Over a number of years. Iterating on it. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. This is a. Potentially exciting avenue. Of. Of looking at for, for, for a big project. And that's, and my understanding is that that composite request can include things like administration costs on an ongoing basis. So this becomes a mode to be like, okay, you've got, you've got five years of program, three years of programming laid out and, and an idea that will take you that long, but that doesn't necessarily mean you want to exist forever. Yes. Operating for now core funding. Uh, those projects mean those make a lot of sense to me, and I think that's a way a way forward i I would love a way in which they overlap so that or that you're allowed to apply to overlap so that you don't have so that potentially you could know that you were still getting you had your other three projects so that for example um, i'm running out of the last year, the fun palace money from the Toronto arts council, because I can't apply for a new great grant until the final report is done. There is a right. sort of artificial gap in which I have to have had submitted grants and no money. And then, and then no assurance. So if I were mm. trying to engage, you know, an ongoing producer, That would be harder because there's still going to be these big dips where I just don't know. And I don't have time to find out other... I don't have even time to find other ways of funding that work. Right. Because I'm I'm back into that. So ideally, to me, for example, if I had a three-year composite grant, at the end of year two, I could apply for the project that starts after the year.
1: Ah, that I'm done, yeah.
0: so that midway through the year I'm done, I know whether next year I you can have actually, my project money, right? You can and actually take it forward, and so that overlap seems important. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I've highlighted on this page, uh, oh, and it says composite grants cannot overlap in time. So that's a that's a question I have. Is impact. Build Canadian public interest in and knowledge of the artistic practice. Uh, now it's third. Third on the impacts. Mm-hmm. Uh, below contribute to, to me or my group's artistic development and advance artistic practice. And that's all below artistic merit. But, yeah, I think Where that's, do you think
1: that comes from? What What, what do you... If you were... You were going to project yourself into the minds a little of reverse the engineering. yeah. What where, where does that where does that come from?
0: Uh, the advocacy position of the Canada Council that we are that the Canada Council that a lot of councils seem to be picking up on um, and building on. That I have questions about, but I think it's it's they want they want to be advocates for the arts in the country and to be seen as that and to encourage participation, um, and education about the arts and that artists and, and people doing public work should think about that. So this isn't one, there are other ones where they talk about like the, the publics, um, uh, which I think I may have even said on other shows where I, I, I'm, I'm dedicated to publics being a plural, not a singular. Right. That... That in this sort of nationalism, nation-building frame that it's hard for any federal program not to be involved in, uh, there's there's the potential that you think of the public as one thing, and therefore to say this piece of weirdo art over here is building a certain public's interest and knowledge of the artistic practice Mm. versus I'm trying to make everybody everywhere understand art better by my variety show uh, that feels like an impossible thing to do and and even worse than impossible I feel like the effort in it will, will ruin my art <laughs> right like to be like oh this isn't for anyone in particular it's just for everyone uh, right. that will damage I think that I think that is present in Canadian arts especially institutional arts as an idea yeah. and I think it's potentially damaging to the work because I think specificity is what is what makes great art um, and
1: it's interesting for me one of the things that occurs to me as I look at that statement you know build Canadian public interest in and knowledge of the artistic practice is um, I guess people I mean again this is something I take for granted on a like minute by minute basis actually but um that there the the public does the does the does the public assume that things just arrive fully formed right um or uh sort of arrive in a truck and get put on a stage um uh, and the artists just sort of pop up out of nowhere and there's nothing um <clears throat> that nothing that, that nothing goes mm. into it mm. um i feel like it's it's that um an investment in tro- an investment in in in, in possibly allowing mm-hmm. people m- more of a sense of what is actually invested yeah. in a piece of artwork. Yeah, um, that's my that's my rosy view of what yeah. of what they're trying to do there. And maybe it's too rosy, or maybe it's not quite true. But I feel like there's um, something about, and some people are really into it. I know this from ATP. Like we have patrons who are super into coming and hearing. Coming to a, an open rehearsal. Yeah. We have a lot of them who are totally not, and who, as a matter of fact, will say, "I just don't like to know anything going in."
0: Yeah.
1: Okay. Um. So, you know, the the but the thing that we do want to communicate is, uh, you may not want to know anything going in, but I would like you to know a lot went into this. Hmm. Um, or for that matter, you know, not for profit as it you know. Okay, so ATP is a not for profit theater. I know a lot of people who've known me for years, and as a result, know that I work at ATP, who um, just recently uh, finally understood that we're a not-for-profit theater company. Right. And I was like, wowza. I thought that was super yeah, obvious. Yeah, you're making hand money, hand yeah. over this? Yeah, or how does this, you know, my favorite question answer is, So, um, so the tickets pay for all this? Yeah. No. Um, and, and, but of course it's a perfectly, if I get, I mean, if I get tired or annoyed by that question, um, then I'm not really helping people understand why there's a larger context for funding or why, um, how, how, why their ticket is, why, why they were able to purchase that ticket at a somewhat reasonable price or why it's, it's really, it's fascinating to me. The, the different perceptions of, um, what this is Um, and I'm, I'm curious about, uh, I hope we can build public interest, Mm -hmm. but I'm also curious about how interested the public actually is. Um, and I, and that's a question that I, um, that's a question that I would ask is, um, you can kind of, in the same way that when we, when we get to, um, the core funding thing and there's discussion about reflecting your community how how much do we know about what the who the community is and how much do i know about canadian public interest yeah. and how to um foster yeah. it more effectively so i'm that that's a that's a question that i think over time i'd be curious about what what their um so if that that's an impact thing but how measure how do you measure that
0: mm-hmm.
1: how do you you know I would I would love to think that that there's a giant um, public interest thermometer um <laughs> in the in him. the somewhere in yeah. Ottawa that will be able to sort of track yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: um
1: and see uh where it gets to in 4 years um because I'd like it to just go off the charts Totally. <laughs> 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 um but I'm not so certain. What, so I'm I'm curious about what what that looks like to them. Yeah.
0: And again, on the the good side of the dilemma, right? The knowledge of artistic practice, like I think it's it's interesting to me to notice in these things when the output is what is being tracked, or or the process, right? So if the practice, if it's knowledge of the artistic practice, then maybe you're talking an open rehearsal. You're talking. You're not just talking about bums and seats. No. You know, there's lots of there's lots of you know. Uh, somebody blogging the process some, you know there's lots of ways to let people into a process in different ways um, and that's and that's a yeah again I think a positive thing I think there's been a, the mentality of oh I don't need to know anything I'm just going to show up my audience should just show up and and know everything that they need to know and then watch it is one that assumes a great amount of privilege on the part of the audience, right? You assume the audience understands about a theater, like has been going regularly to Western white theater and knows all the rules and, and knows that there's a not-for-profit tradition, you know, that it assumes a mass amount of knowledge on the part of the audience and the public, which then means that you can't move into new publics as much because mm-hmm. you need the public. You need a public that knows that this is how to watch a play, and this is how these kind of plays get made. Yeah. So I think that's 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 an exciting thing. Um, feasibility is still in this concept to realization question.
1: I um, think it, I think it probably is much is, more potent in this one yeah. because we're talking about something that's going to take place over several years. Potentially. So again, yeah. I feel like I feel like or have a
0: big have a big public splash.
1: Yeah. So, again, I'm curious about what that means for people who are just starting out.
0: Yeah. Um, now, this is this, this is, is a new and exciting one. Uh, component, artist-driven organizations, core funding. So these are... Uh, core funding is their new language for... Operating. Operating. Um, I like it better. I like it better, too. Um, and so this is... Eligible applicants are... Uh, driven by the vision of artistic leaders Uh, now of course just to do a slight slide track to my leadership development hack I would love for that to say organizations that are driven by the uh, by the vision of artistic leadership
1: right Right, as opposed to focusing it on the person
0: yeah because I uh, and I do know I've been parts of organizations that have got feedback that was like your artistic director isn't like being being a visionary enough. I you mean, know, they they keep asking for input from other people.
1: <laughs> and for that matter, can I just say too, yeah. um, organizations that are driven by the vision of artists. Yeah. Why do we need the word leader or leadership? I mean, I, I, because if if you're if it's being driven by you, you're leading it. But I I just sort of wonder about. Again, conceptually the like is there a definition of what we would call an art I mean and they they are reverse engineering something here, right? They're yeah. reverse engineering something for companies like yours that were that are artist yeah. like artist driven, artist run, yeah. uh, and artist founded yeah. for that matter. Or um <clears throat> Theater Smith Gilmore would be another example, yeah. and um you know, even One for that matter Wanilla Rabbit, One is, a rabbit yeah. is a is an example. So those are orga- like those organizations who um that and that's that's interesting to me, but again it it suggests a certain it suggests a certain um the the whole artistic leader thing does that mean that people who've been in the game for longer are more leadery than not leadery right. um you know does that mean that um yeah I'm just uh, and yeah. and am I? Does that also automatically mean that mm, that I, as an executive director of a theater company, I'm not an artistic leader? Well, that's
0: where I would say if it said artists, then then there could be somebody on a jury who's like 50 years and maybe hasn't been and blah blah. Could be that person um, and disqualify you for not being an artist mm-hmm. uh, because you know at best you've been a dramaturge. Uh, <laughs> that was Thanks for all our dramaturges Thanks. out there. Uh, yeah. So, so I do like that that's not true. Cause I think that, that does then allow for the curators and the programmers and the people who mm, yes, aren't what you necessarily mean. in the room directing or conceiving of projects to be Touché. to be qualified. Sure. And again, mm. it's, it's my verbs, not nouns, right? Like it's, it's, that's why I want right. like people who run an, you know, an organization. And again, vision I also don't like cause it, it, know, it on my wall of preferences because it, again, implies a very singular thing. One person has a vision. Like, it's a... Yeah, it is... It's not led by questions, right? Like, questions and visions. I know that these are somewhat false, you know, but again, if we go back to our dictionaries and be all dramaturgical about it, that question of, you know, organizations that are driven by the questions of artistic (laughs) leaders... Versus the visions, uh, and that's and that's ah. just my vision is a set of questions, right? <laughs> or right. my vision is a desire versus <clears> an <throat> question, but but it does it does sort of support a the romantic. Just it's the still it's the romantic artist is still visible in the I had a vision and now I just need to execute it, yeah. Uh, which is not how I make work. So that's uh, or think about small, wouldn't you? So that's that's why, and and it is interesting. I mean, it used to be artist-run companies. Mm-hmm. So this component is new to us in theater, but not to um, visual arts, for yeah. example, that has artist-run centers. Yeah, and I, I'm f- basically thrilled about this. So this is grant amount. I mean, yeah. If if Small Wooden Shoe to get core funding, and lots of people I know are who aren't on core funding. Uh, and feel like we never are going to because we're weirdos and we don't fit into a sort of model of an institutional organization. Um, this feels like a potential home uh, for some of that. So grant amounts are up to 60% of total revenues averaged over the last three years. Um, and again, this, this I mean, that I think is an interesting one in in how it allows for growth or not in project based companies yeah and whether and whether somebody who's in an, this is you know a question is if I'm if I have an artist run or core funding can I apply for project grants right because then you know we are we're a much bigger company on project years than we are on non project years or some years more than others mm-hmm. so that's that's a question um
1: I have a question, yeah. you know, I'm going to skip ahead to the resiliency yeah, section. And when I think about art, so, okay, one of the, one of the, one of the words, one of the S words that comes up a lot is the word succession, uh-huh. right? Yes. So I'm curious about when it set when, when, in this section, when it says resilience.
0: And so this is an assessment criteria and has replaced feasi- feasibility. Yeah,
1: because feasibility is on projects, but all the core stuff is about resilience. Yeah. Which is the combination of strength and flexibility, right? Yeah. So, um... Which is a change from probably sustainability, like we've been using the word sustainability for a while and that kind of thing, but resilience is an interesting shift. Um, so, the, your organizational capacity and experience, including staff structure, governance, and planning, and financial pl- health, uh, effective financial planning, and efficient use of resources. So, there's a lot about planning, mm-hmm. and I think planning is extremely valuable. What I find interesting is so. Um, When you're a founder-run, artist-driven organization, Mm -hmm. um, what this this opens up for me is, when you decide to stop existing, Mm -hmm. or you decide to pass the organization on Mm -hmm. to a different artist, Mm -hmm. do you have to set that person up as an artistic leader in order to maintain this? Or is mm. this meant to feed you into becoming um right. a catalyst in the other right. program or something like that? I I'm curious about mm. what um when we talk about resilience or how yeah. you know the the length of time that these organ now there's some examples like one yellow rabbit, yeah. Where that's, you know, is that like forty almost forty years or yeah, like it's a long time. Yeah. Um and then there's companies that are much that have been exist in existence for 10 years and that kind of thing um is this meant like is this meant to be core funding and then at a certain point you know when you pass it on when there's succession mm. within that company is that meant to shift somewhere else or does it still by definition become uh is it still by definition uh an artist driven organization if it's not the artist if it's a different vision family. yeah Um, and, uh, do you have to always choose someone who could, who could be an artistic leader? Mm -hmm. Does that mean that somebody, you know, and, and again, it's, it's, um, I'm curious because there's, um, uh, interesting connotations here because uh, organizing, like organizations Mm -hmm. or in this case, like institutions or catalysts as they're calling it in the, in the, in the next section, which we'll, which we'll move on to, but the, I'm curious about what this, what they imagine the mid to long term Mm -hmm. is in these companies um, and what that means for founder-driven companies.
0: Yeah, I think in my knowledge of it from artist-run centres is that it is about the board more than it is about the staff, Mm -hmm. potentially. So an artist-run centre needs to include a bylaw that 50% plus one of the board is a, an arts maker of some sort. Yeah. And again, this doesn't has
1: no background for that.
0: No, we have no background. <laughs> for that. It is a small one shoe. It's in our bylaws. That's um, good. Well, it's, and it, yeah, we were, like, it on and, it. and that was, it was, you know, we were taking the, you know, whatever we were inspired the, by that model. We were inspired by that model. And, and, you know, it obviously artists can have ego and have, Problems also. <laughs> Shockingly, you may have heard, uh, but
1: they understand the business of it a bit better than than you know. Yeah, the God, idea. God being, them, the some, idea being that you some can. of our wonderfully well-meaning yeah. volunteers from other businesses and yeah. other parts yeah. of the community.
0: So that's that's the intent. Um, so I think in that mode, then then I think you could pass on a company because the board was still artist leaders. Right, like if the board is your artist leaders, if it is your artistic leadership, and that's also has lots of problems uh, potentially. And I do wonder if there's an opportunity in that, because I do think that f- founding companies that get passed on, I think that first pass needs to somehow be very well evaluated, with the potential of it being like, no, sorry, you're not the same organization we were funding. Mm. Uh, because right now the and I again say this all the time and it's whatever particularly dead horse to beat but is that the fastest way for me to get a paid artistic directorship job would be to try to apply for one right to find somebody who's left their company and then I come in and then I apply uh, you know whether or not I'm going to get those jobs that's a whole different question but that would be the the way that those things get passed on, and I yeah I have questions about whether that's whether you know necessary angel under Richard Rose, to necessary angel, angel under Daniel Brooks. Like I don't quite know why Brooks isn't expected just to have his own like to make that a camera work that way, or to make some other you know that the mm-hmm. the inheritance of people's operating grants, which is what then it feels like you're handing on and a like first pass yeah. up to donors. Like what you're, what you're actually handing on is like, mm-hmm. we've got a bunch of donors, maybe you can get them to stay. Uh, but they were probably pretty attached to the artistic leadership that brought them in. Yeah, mm-hmm. Is mm-hmm. a major problem. Uh, but also we've got all this operating funding and all this infrastructure. Yeah. And, and if we were to close, that would all go to waste, they say, as if it going back into the pool and out to other artists is a waste. Um, and so that, that moment, that first moment of passing, I think might be a place where I, you know, in theater, I might support, okay, if you if you're inherited from a founder into someone who's just a clean hire, like isn't, you know, oh, Vicky and Jacob have been making shows together as small wooden shoe for 20 years. And now Jacob's leaving
1: mm-hmm.
0: to go to Australia and Vicky's going to run the company. Oh, no, that's crazy. Like, that that seems like a different set of alternatives than the founding art- artists have left. There's a board that has also changed over lots of time. Mm-hmm. And now they're just going to flat out hire somebody. Yeah. They're going to, you know, put a post up on working culture and hire somebody. That does feel like an opportunity that they would have to move to catalyst, right? To say like yeah. you are no longer researching, you are no longer, what are we, what, we? We, you are no longer exploring and creating. You are now trying to be catalytic. You're
1: just yeah. You're engaging and sustaining at this yeah, point.
0: Yeah. You're engaging and sustaining, and so that that's a super interesting question. I think there's there's lots of different models in theater. We really do have this sort of boards are for fundraising, staff are for leadership, uh, and. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I made a, I made a, I'm,
1: you know, I'm, I made a funny face there. No, um, nobody could see it, but it was, you got a sense of it there. Yeah.
0: Um, that's, you know, how people intend. Um, but it's, this is one where I do, I think, uh, other types of organizations have different things, right? You could have a board driven artist run center.
1: Yeah. And you know what else too? Like, here's the thing. Yeah. I've just brought up a question that is total like, I don't think is answered here. Yeah. And I also... Here's another thing I really appreciate about what the Canada Council is doing. Yes. Yeah. There may not be an answer to this, but they're still going to go ahead and make the program.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Good. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, great. No, no, no. At, least, at, least, at least we're in the position now to try to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Right? And it probably can be figured out. And again, like any workshop process they'll probably admit a bunch of people to this program and then have to encounter that question at some point. Mm -hmm. And they'll do it. They'll figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just feel like it's... This is something else that I go, great. (laughs) That's a tricky question. It's not explained. And maybe it can't be.
0: Yeah. And we won't know. And every case should be a little different.
1: And that's all right. Um. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think and I do like resilience over sustainability. I think that's a, it's a good language change and it makes sense. I mean, resilience is is the hot the hot word of of the moment. It um, is. But it's a decent word. And um, it is better than sustainable. It right? is better than how how is this thing going to go on forever and not change? Yeah. Um, it is. How are you going how can you deal with hard things when they come up. Are you, are you in the capacity to do that? Yeah.
1: It's true. And I, I just really appreciate that they're going to try it. Yeah. Try a few new things.
0: Uh, so that, that brings us, if, if you were following along at home, to the, to the end of Explore and Create. <laughs> uh, Vicki, I'm going to propose either that we just take a small bio break or that uh, we split this into a two-part podcast, at
1: least. I think so. And I think because, that's a good um, idea. Yeah, we've got a lot of... Uh, I mean, it, it, It's it, it's fascinating when you get into it, when you discover what the possibilities are, and um, and what the questions are, and also, again, man, I don't know. Two dramaturgs. Two dramaturgs. The reading, language. Reading, reading the language.
0: Yeah. yeah, getting down. Yeah, you should see what we would do to your play. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, um... That's that's another horrible stereotype yeah. I just reinforced.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna get in there and cut it, solve all the problems,
1: <laughs> ask all the questions you haven't answered. Yeah. Um, no, that's a horrible stereotype. It is. We're trying to be
0: helpful. We're trying to be
1: helpful. Just, just trying to be help. helpful. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think we'll we'll probably take a look at um, uh, engage and sustain. Yeah. Uh, in the next episode, because next it's episode. it or that
0: maybe we should record today. To back. Not to give away the secrets of the energy podcast. But, yeah, uh, we should do that, and then, and then we can, you know, maybe maybe check your podcast feed. Maybe it just came in at the same time as this one. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but um, we would love feedback and questions on this. I'm, I'm sure people have thoughts. <laughs> um, I'm I'm at Jacob Zimmer on Twitter. I feel like that's probably the best place.
1: And I'm at Vicky Stroich on Twitter as well. So, uh, yeah.
0: And you can find all of that stuff and show notes. We'll have links to these documents and to our previous conversation about the new model uh, on, at smallwoodandshoe.org and follow through to urgy. All right. Uh, thanks for listening to to part one of our Canada Council. <laughs> <laughs> Canada Council released some pages and Vicky and Jacob talked about it.